Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 217 of the Pixels and Ink podcast, brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your host this week, Cody Orm. The Ruthless Dictator has returned to, mm-hmm. the, to his podium. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like there's like a bi-weekly thing at this point. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, Melanie disappears and leaves me in charge. Why? Like Because I'm better than you, that's why. No. <laughs> no. Listen, Cody, there'll be one day where we fight, and I'll I'll either throw you out a window or you'll throw me out a window, and we'll see who reigns supreme. I think it's just because he's the nearest warm body, personally. Anyways, I think that's as much thought as There's a reason why I come into the the office so much. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically for that reason. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I'm just going to turn myself down a little bit. Sorry. All right. So, with me today is friend of the podcast, Shaquille Lambert. I I still work here. Yeah. You're not on as much anymore. I so, know. So you've been relegated to friend of the podcast. I'm better than that, damn it. No, you're friend of the podcast. <laughs> yes, hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you just accept it. No. Don't even fight it. I don't, because you're a dick. <laughs> hey, hey. This is a family-friendly show. You're a, you're a, a, a dummy. <laughs> you're a poo-poo face. D- duty head. <laughs> yeah. We're an arts and culture magazine, if you haven't been able to tell. And uh, with us as well is the movie expert, Phil Brown. Hey. Hey. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Cody? I'm doing all right. Nice. Got that that tiff coming up? I do. Well, I'm kind of in the midst of it already, even. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah? Do you know you're going to see it? Um, I, I made a plan on like that website, uh, TIFF R or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so, thankfully, this time I have a conference pass, so I could rush a bunch of press screenings also. Oh, sweet. And so, a lot of like the bigger stuff, I'm going to try and do that. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, I know for at least, the, I'll be there for the first four days. So, from like the Thursday the 8th, I believe. Yeah, yeah. To the 12th, I will be there for like as many movies as I could try and see. Dynamite, if I can uh, suggest one for you. Yes. Um, and I suppose for our listeners as well, uh, The Grandma, uh, sorry, The Handmaiden. The, oh, yes. Yeah, by Chan Wook Park. The I, old boy. Yeah, who's one of my favorite filmmakers, old boy, and Thirst, and Stoker, and all that good stuff. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, it's his new one. It's... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it starts as like a steamy lesbian pot boiler, <laughs> um, which is pretty good. Uh, set in set in period, and then it's weird. It's almost like a Brian De Palma movie where, like, a certain point something happens, and you're like, "What?" And then the movie <laughs> stops and goes back and essentially replays everything you've seen before, except now everything's totally different and a million times dirtier and far more violent. Jeez. And then uh, and then it catches up with itself and goes on from there. And it was great because it was one like for the first hour, it was like, "Oh, okay." I guess he's doing this now. That's mm-hmm. a shame. It's not what I really like out of my Chan Wook Park, but it's still well made and everything. And then uh, he flipped the switch, and I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a good, good, filthy time. I really recommend yeah, it. No, and it's smart and well made, too, but the filth is the key part. Yeah, that was one of those movies I was really excited for that's actually on my list of stuff. Oh, there you go. Because, Perfect. yeah, no, I'm a big fan of that director, so yeah, he's I'm, I'm great. super hyped for it. Yeah, him and I think um, uh, – What's his name? Uh, the guy who did The Last Stand and I Saw the Devil. Oh, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Gene Woo, I think. Is, yeah, yeah, that's Gene it. Gene Woo, uh, he has a, an action movie. As Wait, well. does he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a sort of a medieval uh, like Korean story. I just find it hard to believe that people aren't getting decapitated at some point or else it doesn't seem like one of his movies. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up so I can see mm-hmm. which movie it is. But, um, I'm blanking on what the name is right now because I haven't seen it yet. It's just yeah. on my list of things and... Uh, 
forgetting mm-hmm. which one. But anyway, to answer your question, yes, Cody, film festival's coming up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long, convoluted way to tell me, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> I forgot we were in the interest stage for a second there. <laughs> well, that's cool. All right, well, I believe, Shaq, yes, you I have some, some of that, that sweet, sweet game news. The game news, Give me, yes. give me that fix. The, the fixing? That game news fix. Yes. I'll start off with something uh, small but unfortunate still for, like, the fans of the Gran Turismo series. That Gran Turismo Sport, which is like the spinoff, got delayed it's not next Forza. year. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, Gran Turismo for uh, not for Gran Turismo Sport got delayed from uh, November. It got delayed to sometime in 2017. So those who are looking forward to that one, it's you got to wait a bit longer. That really sucks, especially because like the Xbox One's had what three of them now, three Forza games. Yeah. And- PlayStation Xbox hasn't one. even. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, PS4. No, no, no Gran Turismo Six was on PS3. What yeah, I'm that's what I'm saying. The PS4 hasn't had a race game yet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, At least yeah. like a first person. Like a racing, a dedicated racing sim. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That is odd. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, next up, uh, they we found out that uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is getting a definitive edition, which is basically just combining Ground Zeroes and Phantom Pain, and like the exclusive DLC that came with them. Uh, uh, ground Zeroes for like each console, both of them will have it now. Who needs Kojima, right? Right, guys, huh? <laughs> uh, uh. That being said, uh, it's I don't even want to call it a definitive edition because uh, I won't say spoilers, but there's a certain chapter in the game that people like have found um, <coughs> uh, that was pretty much incomplete. Oh, and uh, it was a way to connect like the Metal Gear uh, Five to like the original Metal Gear Solid, like the PS One series and stuff. Oh wow, okay. And uh, but yeah, no, it never got finished, and so there's only like uh, incomplete cutscenes, some concept art, and stuff like that. And people were hoping that it would be finished, but Konami is like, nope, that's not happening. The way it is is the way it is, because well, screw Konami. They're not gonna put any work into it. I don't care. It's gonna print money anyway. Exactly. Whatever. But, uh, yeah. They don't care if you like video games. <laughs> that's, no, that's a, that's a statement I don't want to say. Yeah. Uh, well, they I'm care if you get their pachinko machines. That. Yeah, I get that. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Silent Hills. It was like. Yeah, they made Silent Hill pachinko. Yeah, what, what, what was yeah, it called? Still it was still dedicated like to the brand. Violence and something pachinko. And it was like. <laughs> oh, sex and sense. violence, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. something like really smutty. And yeah, I'm the, pretty sure it was just straight up sex and violence. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, Japan. Yeah. No, no. I think it was maybe more specifically like sexualized violence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I can't yeah. remember what it was, though. That, that makes was, it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, uh, another unfortunate news. For, actually, first off, I want to say thank you for everybody who showed up to our Pokemon Go meetup in High Park. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was really fun. A, a pretty big amount of people showed oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was cool. We got to talk to some people, just find Pokemon. There was one point where a Dragonite showed up and people lost their minds. Yeah, like, yeah. we got a cool Is picture. Is that like a rare Pokemon? It's one of the harder ones to find. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we have a picture of like a bunch of people who managed to catch it at the same time. It was great. But, um,. Awesome. We still don't regret not going. I'm gonna be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> but really? I'm glad everyone else had a good time. Yeah. We had a, uh, a bill nice way to support the uh, magazine. Meet Phil Brown, <laughs> subject to arrive or not? Uh, did you really? Card subject no, to change. Really. Should, yeah. I wish we did. Yeah, yeah. Jack, card, card subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> but um, it recently came out that Pokemon Go 
has a lot of people a lot less people are playing Pokemon Go these days. Really? Yeah, like, like it fun. cut like, nearly so, in half. So wait, you're saying that Pokemon Go didn't last forever and not everyone wants to play Pokemon Go forever until the end of time? Cuz that's cuz that's what I was suggesting might happen when Pokemon Go came out and I was told that I was damn wrong. The thing is is that with Pokemon Go like the Studio Niantic they made a lot of really like poor decisions. Oh yeah, it is that it pissed not... off a lot of people. Oh really? Like, yeah, the, see, like I've never, I haven't been a part of it. So like uh, getting rid of like what third party Pokemon tracker apps. So like it tell, hmm. or like it won't tell you which Pokemon are in the area, oh. or like how close they are, or whatnot. That's a bummer. And so people got frustrated because they just took away like key features that people that help people find Pokemon. That's weird. They made it harder to catch Pokemon. Why'd they do that? I don't know. Did they make it so that you had to pay for those features? I don't even. I don't think so. But like, they still have that Pokemon Premium like badge thingy mm. that's coming out soon. If it's not out already, there you go. So that's where all those missing features will be. But still, it's really, really annoying. And yeah, plus, yeah. I'm uh, surprised like, by half though. That's yeah. a lot. Like, I definitely noticed there were far less people. Like, out not playing in Pokemon half completely, Go. but like nearly in half. They, like a significant chunk wow. of people stopped playing, and a lot of like social media apps are kind of content with that because they're using Pokemon Go more than they were using their apps. Yeah, so like, no doubt. So like Facebook sure, or Twitter. Yeah, I'm sure Twitter's thrilled. And the thing is, is that with Pokemon Go, in order for you to, like, for it to work, you have to keep your app on it. Like, it has to, like, it has to stay active, per se. Oh, instead of really? rather than, le- like, letting it run in the background. Oh, you couldn't do that. Oh, mm. yeah. It just, so. Like, it kind of took the time away from the other apps that they would use <clears> instead. Right. So I'm sure they're all pleased. Plus, I mean, they had to anticipate that when, you know, winter came, Pokemon Go wouldn't be quite so popular. <laughs> is, is I think they I might never thought of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. They might turn it around. Still, I think if one they introduce like the trading thing. Mm. Yeah, because like that's been a feature that I think they've been teasing for a bit. Yeah. Um, and release a whole slew of like ice Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, some they could other, do that. Like some Gen two Pokemon, like. Because right now they have like what the first 150, yeah. at least most. I of feel them. like that'll be seasonal because I think they deliberately released it in July, and that really caught on because it was a great time for people. People wanted to go out in parks and everything, play with their Pokemons. So I wouldn't be surprised if like next summer, they have all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, so many new Pokemon! You did <laughs> like you've never caught a Pokemon before. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like the first time all over again. Exactly, like yep. a Pokemon virgin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, more next, news, more news. <laughs> Hey, Cody, you remember Toe Jam and Earl? I do. I oh, love Toe Jam and Toe Earl. Jam and Earl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a Kickstarter a while ago for a brand new Toe Jam and Earl game that got funded. Mm-hmm. And it was recently announced that Adult Swim Games are going to be publishing the game. That's, That's so cool. weird. I didn't know Adult Swim had a game. Yeah, so. they do. Hmm. So, thing is, is that most of their games is like mobile stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, they have a couple of Rick and Morty games. There's like, that would make sense. Have yeah. you played the Rick and Morty game on No. It's pretty not. much a parody of Pokemon where it's oh, like Rick. Fun. And instead of Pokemon, it's different Mortys from, like, alternate universes. Right, 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 right. And it's hilarious. That's funny. But, yeah, they're going to be publishing the brand new title. Let me see if I can find the name. Um, Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove, which Back is an awesome Back in the Groove. That yeah, that was like um, a Toe Jam and Earl game. All right. I was really excited when they announced the Kickstarter way back when. I'm surprised they got a publisher. Especially Adult Swim. That seems really weird, but I hope that that means more Toe Jam and Earl stuff. It could also mean that if it does well, they'll have a Toe Jam and Earl show. That would be really cool because Toe Jam and Earl are actually really interesting. I hope it's also set in like the early '90s still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get that like weird like early '90s like hip hop vibe that they had going for it. Oh, the like the weird like <laughs> kind of corny rap that was yeah. like yeah, yeah, around yeah. like the Fresh Prince era. Yeah, uh-huh. Planet Funkatron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm excited, and I'm happy that they actually have some, like, muscle behind it now. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, next up, free games. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox announced like their free games offerings for September. Okay. And so for Xbox, for 360 owners, they're getting um, Forza Horizon and Mirror's Edge. And clearly Forza Horizon was timed because, you know, Forza Horizon 3 coming out at the end of the month. And um, Xbox One owners, they can also, like, they get the ability to get those two plus Assassin's Creed Chronicles China and Earthlock. Nice. Also, you forgot to mention, uh, Forza Horizon 3 got CGM's uh, Best in Show at E3 last That's year. That's true. Mm. Yeah. I got to play it at uh, X16, which we went to last week. Oh, yeah. Which is probably talk about that. That's why we didn't have the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. Everyone was at X16. <laughs> yeah, we had to cover it. It was, it was, a, it was a pretty good. Xbox event. Yeah, I got to... Uh, uh, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Yes. That'll, that'll be in my but, uh, Anyway, playing, on the PlayStation side, the two main games that, they, that they're that they like advertising for the free games this month is Journey and Lords and of the Lord's Fallen. Fallen. Yeah. Journey's fantastic. Journey's a really good game. You know, really cheap also. And uh, Lords of Fallen isn't bad. It's not. It's Dark Souls light. Yeah. I mean, if you finish Dark Souls 3 and you have like nothing else to play that you want to play like a Dark Souls-esque game. You, you don't want go. to play Necropolis or something. Yeah, you got something there. And then, it's, uh, it's, it's, all, it's an all right game. That's actually like... A really good lineup for people, mm-hmm. and uh, also yeah, for PS uh, for people still playing PS3, they also have Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands. It's like one of the I forgot games. about that. Is that the um, the one that came out after the cell shaded one? It oh, came okay. out around the time of the I was gonna movie. say was that the cell shaded one? Because the cell shaded one gets so much garbage from people, but it's actually not bad. It's not bad. The problem is that because they took away the consequence of death, yeah. it felt like there was no risk. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go back and play that one. I like that. <laughs> At least I liked it when I played it. I might be wrong completely. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next up, you know, Eve Online. It's been around forever. Yep. <laughs> for like 13 years. Anyway, they're the next mul- massive multiplayer game to go to the free to play area. Hooray. They're <laughs> shifting to free to play models. Fee to play. Fee to pay. Fee to pay. <laughs> the fee to play. Anyway, free to play. But yeah, that's happening. <laughs> the next. At this point, every MMO ever is going to be a free-to-play game to start off. Probably, because no one wants to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah, Even like, way to get, you get people hooked. Yeah. The first yeah. taste is free, as my yeah. heroin dealer once said. <laughs> <laughs> even, even World of Warcraft, like their, their, um, their audience has dropped, too. Just MMOs aren't popular, as popular as they used to be. They need one to like kind of like... Kind of change the mm-hmm. genre again. They, yeah, they need their their new World of Warcraft to come in yeah. and there, steal like, the show. There's a They'll bunch be of back. Attempts. Plus, I'm sure they're very popular in like Japan, for example. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's just North America got kind of tired out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Warcraft's out. so popular in like China and stuff. Oh, it, absolutely. oh yeah, absolutely. It's like the highest grossing movie of the year, yeah. like the Warcraft movie, mm-hmm. and Russia as well. Oh, it's really? my story. Stop t- stepping on my toes. I apologize. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm also a movie person. Damn I it. Know, I know. All right, so. Moving on from that, Nintendo yes. had a direct today. Oh, actually, yes. yesterday. That that is one of the ones I was saving for kind of like the big, yeah discussion. We're going to wrap up the news after this story. So Nintendo okay. had a, yes, okay, had a direct today. Let me. Hey, I'm the news person. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm wrapping you up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they announced a, a lot of stuff for all 3ds based. Yep. Uh, first off, you can su- check out the story on cgmagonline.com. It was written by me self-promotion much (laughs) anyway uh first up they announced super mario maker for the 3ds which is awesome that's sweet i'm so excited because like i want to get mario maker on the wii u but now 
I can just play it on my 3DS. <laughs> What's <might>. the point? <laughs> yeah. It's more fun. Plus, like, hopefully you'll be able to access the, like, hundreds and hundreds of levels that yeah. are already on the database through so, the 3DS version. Yes, you can. There you go. Uh, for some reason, though, you can't ID search them. So yeah. they'll show up, like, recommended, and they will show up in the 100-course challenge. Right. But you can't find them through the ID search. At least that's what I heard. What do you mean by ID searches? Like you can't search like the, the users? Yeah, like the code or whatever that you punch wow, in. I that's think weird. It's weird. I, I, that's at least what I heard. That was on the, the Reddit for the yeah. thing. Um, I hope that's not true because that's really strange. There's also like the mystery mushrooms aren't included. Yeah. I don't know why. They're just hmm. not. Um, but yeah, no, you can actually, the one one of the features, uh, sorry, Shaq, I'm stealing yeah. your thunder here. One yeah. of the features they, uh, they included was um, you can actually start a level and then share it with someone, and they can finish it. So you guys can collaborate. Really? Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That's probably going to be the, the selling point. You can also share levels through um, Street Pass. Which is also awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a really big deal. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really sweet. They also uh, they also announced the, the Pikmin game. Yes, this is Pikmin side-scrolling game, so thankfully... Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. side-scrolling Pikmin. Side-scrolling. Yeah, it's almost like, um, like Yoshi's Island. Okay. Almost. So you have like your Pikmin guys, and you can like throw them. Okay. And, yeah, and it's like a side-scrolling platformer. That could be fun. Yeah, it looks cool. And like Pikmin's one of those games that I love, but I can never play because the series is way too stressful. It's the most yeah, stressful yeah, thing yeah. on earth. I can't. I can't deal with it. Um. So it's it's nice to have something that like will probably be a little more relaxing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it can also be like it's also as with most like sort of like strategy games like that you can put so much time into something and then just have it completely fall yeah. apart and have exactly. to start over and that just gets on my nerves <laughs> right when it's like the end of the day and you're like miles away from your space yeah, and you're yeah, like oh yeah. no they're all gonna die yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no the worst is when you like there's that one that you forgot about and then you like fly yeah. out into space yeah. and you oh see him God. run over to that space and then just gets eaten and you're like ooh I need to like go upstairs and cry for half an hour now <laughs> that actually happened to me last time i played pikmin 3 was um i had just been like a big boss battle and i was like oh no i gotta hurry up and then as soon as i got there it showed two left i was like wait where's the rest <laughs> <laughs> and uh no it was bad but uh, anyway other stuff that they announced during the direct uh they're celebrating 30 years of legend of zelda so oh, they announced so cool new amiibos an 8-bit oh, link got an 8-bit link ocarina of time link and a toon link with toon zelda yeah they it's important to note that toon link and toon zelda were already amiibos i believe they were yeah but they, now well, they're in a double link pack. was was toon zelda wasn't no no okay but uh also they announced three new zelda, zelda books and some new hyrule warriors dlc um, well, based on Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Yeah, so they'll have um, the the DLC is uh, you get Link's uh, train and Link's uh, sand rod from Spirit Tracks, mm-hmm. and you get Zelda's armor. Now the thing about Zelda, I've played, I've reviewed um, Hyrule Warriors Legends on the uh, 3DS. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it actually a lot better than the um, the Wii U version. It just worked better. Um, but Zelda is so annoying in that trailer. I could not believe <laughs> how like squeaky her voice was and how often she spoke. And it was just like, I, I would never want to play as her ever because she was just so annoying. Also, they only announced the one book. They said there's going to be three books. Yeah. Um, but they've only said the one. It was um, Arts and Artifacts. It looks like it's going to be a, like an art book, like an artwork work book. Artwork book. Artwork book. Um, <laughs> It's published by Dark Horse Comics, though, so that's kind of cool because they did the uh, Hyrule Historia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. And uh, the cover of the the art 
arts and artifacts actually looks a lot like our uh, the Hyrule Historia. It's I just find it hard to believe bad. they won't do a comic. They got us soon. Yeah. Did you see they actually just recently um, re-released the old uh, Link to the Past mangas? Oh, really? Yeah, I, was I at, didn't even know there were any. Yeah, that was at HMV, and hmm. they had like the whole like anthology there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, other stuff in the direct. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World getting a 3DS version. Yeah. Like the cutest amiibo I've ever oh seen. Oh my god, like, yeah, you got the, the Poochie. Poochie amiibo. Mm-hmm. I want 47 of them. And not Poochie from The Simpsons. No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I want the I want the game to end with Poochie just being like, my planet needs me, and then like <laughs> flying away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they also announced new Mario Party. They yeah. announced a release date for uh, Dragon Quest 7, September 16th. Yep. Dragon Quest 8 is getting a 2017 release window. Yep. Uh, two new Yokai Watch games. That was already announced. Was that? Yeah, okay, they just kind of sure went into depth about them. Okay. Uh, yeah, it bothers me that they're going to, to the like two game route for Yokai Watch, like what they do with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But they're going to both have like exclusive content for each. Um, and you get a new watch, so there's like different strategies you can do and stuff like that. It's going to be Yokai Watch. Like mm-hmm. if you like Yokai Watch, you'll like this. Yeah. It's, it's, I hate the whole two game system. Like I, I don't even like it when Pokemon does it. Not even Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem really bothered me. I, didn't you read my review about Fire Emblem? I did not. <sighs> We're busy working all the time, Cody. <laughs> Step your game up, Shaq. Anyway, no, that was uh, a problem I had with Fire Emblem too, because okay. I was I I got really bothered because we didn't get to pick which one we got. Oh, so, they didn't give you both? No. So I played it and I was like, um, I, I was really bothered because I wanted to make certain decisions and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also finally some Pokemon stuff like they showed more like regional variants. Of like Alona Ratata and um, other Z moves and stuff, and uh, a the, new th- galaxy the, style 3DS XL. Yeah, the Ratata thing was really uh, like it, it was a little too real for me. Why? Because the whole backstory was um, the Ratata had to like change its like habits <laughs> because of um, there's a certain Pokemon that kind of like preyed on it, which is right out of like an actual thing that happened in Hawaii where the rats there had to like go nocturnal because they introduced weasels to the uh, ecosystem. Jesus. <laughs> like, that's, that's a little too uh, <laughs> little too real. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just a bunch of the stuff that they announced. If you want all the details, you can check out Cody's article on cgmagonline.com. Yeah. And yeah, that's the news for gaming. Woo woo. Alright, Phil. Sure. Well, first I, um, I just noticed while I was doing my movie news research, did which I was surprised you didn't bring up. Did apparently Run the Jewels put their single in a Gears of War yes, trailer? Actually, yeah, actually. that all about? I, Oh, let me, yeah. Actually, let, I want to bring that up because I was excited I'm about that. surprised, yeah. Um, yeah, Run the Jewels, if you don't know, is a really, really awesome hip-hop duo, uh, LP and Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. And they just announced that they're collabing with uh, the guys at the Coalition to like kind of promote Gears of War 4. So they debuted their new single, Panther Like a Panther, on the new trailer showing off like Horde mode and also announcing that they're going to be... Uh, LP announced on Twitter that him and Mike are going to be playable characters in the game. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I think they're going to be mainly there for like horde mode, not the actual yeah. story, but um, for like multiplayer stuff. So I'd be totally down with that. That's so bizarre. And then, um, yeah, because weren't Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter in one of the Gears of War? I were think they? So? They did voices sure. on. They I want to say Gears of War, but maybe it was Halo. And then yeah, yeah. then also they have some cool merch that they're selling. Like uh, I was showing this to Cody earlier, where I was like, I kind of want it. It's so weird. I just, it's not a crossover I ever would have predicted in a million That's years. That's thing, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like they're, you know, have lyrics about gaming or anything like no, that. But no, but actually, but their verses are hard-hitting. Basically, a lot of their verses about punching you in the face it's in the true. coolest way possible. It's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so I that suppose kinda, that does fit the yeah, aesthetic of <laughs> 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 the aggression of their music. That it's game that game. lets you curb yeah, stomp yeah, people. Yeah. Maybe it does fit a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, that was got a that, bonus. Got that movie news? Yes, I do. Um, I just that was too weird. I had to mention that one. Um, all right. So first news, I guess we should talk about that Gene Wilder died and how sad and horrible that was. That, yeah. that one hurt. Mm-hmm. That, that one yeah, hurt a lot. I know he's a great. He was a great man. Um, yeah, apparently he had Alzheimer's and that's yep. why he hadn't been seen in a long time. And I saw some photos of him that looked pretty uh, pretty rough. But Yikes. Um, yeah, that was a tough one. He was a great guy. Um, Willy Wonka, Young yeah. Frankenstein. Young, Young Frankenstein. I remember Blazing my saddles. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, I was gonna say mm. like that's. Mm. Oh, no, I remember my, my teacher in one of my like high school classes showed me Young Frankenstein. And uh, I was laughing my ass off oh, the entire it's time. So it's so funny. good. Yeah, they, yeah, that hold they hold up so well. That and that and Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles probably even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, producers, Bonnie and Clyde, even so yeah. much great stuff. Yeah, so much great stuff. It's a shame, but you know. He left a leg. He'll always be remembered. Yeah, he lived a full life. He lived a long, fulfilling life. He did. We can be sad that he's gone, but can't be sad of the life he led. He'll live on in meme form. It's like the condescending. (laughs) Even though I hate that meme, I still love the person behind the meme. It's true. It will at least keep him going. Um, but yeah, just in 2016 continues to be a year where all the good people die. Everybody uh, is dying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Left and right. All right. It's um, the sacrifices to get those like early 2000s punk rock bands to release. No, I no. don't. I don't that's, like that's that equivalent. No, I do not like. You that You know equivalence. what it might be is that it's all people that lived through the 60s and 70s. So it's all those drugs <laughs> catching up with them. Yeah. Yep. It maybe. could be. Or maybe the fact that he was like in his late eighties. Oh well, yeah, that's he was. Kind he was an happens. old dude. Yeah, I, I, I suppose people get old and die. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. And in additional movies, yeah. So earlier in the week, uh, Ben Affleck tweeted out uh, that image of Deathstroke. I'm yes. Sure you guys saw, who apparently is going to be the main villain in the, his Batman movie? Weird villain choice, but I'm kind of happy because it's someone we've never seen in a Batman movie. It's before. true, but at the same time, I do recall everyone saying Deathstroke was going to be the villain of that one Arkham game and then he was not the main oh, villain. Oh, in Arkham Origins. Yeah, in Arkham is, Origins, yeah. He so had I, the best boss fight in that game. Oh, he was amazing, but he was not the main villain and <laughs> I have a feeling that they're doing the exact same thing again. Really? <laughs> if anything, yeah. they should bring the concept that they were trying to do with... Uh, Arkham Origins? Arkham Origins and bring that into the movie where... I wouldn't I be know, surprised. I don't know if you played it, Cody. I did. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you should copy anything from Arkham Origins. Well, no, no, no. I think <laughs> no, the story no, I mean, was the, good. In, the yeah. initial story concept, where, uh, for those who don't know, like Arkham Origins, it started off as this whole thing where Black Mask had put a bounty on Batman, so all these supervillains were coming out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so what they should kind of do is kind of like reformat it to where it's focused on... Uh, Deathstroke. Yeah. Or he's like the one who was like, yeah, no, I'm going after him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've already said there's going to be multiple villains, so it wouldn't surprise me if something like that's going on. But it just seemed like an odd choice to be the main main Batman villain. Well, I, mean, I feel like there's some tricksterism going on. Deathstroke was always like the more serious DC version of Deadpool. Oh, no, so Deadpool's entire existence might, is a parody yeah, of Deathstroke. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. they might... <laughs> that might be... Uh, that that really uh, that's playing a huge successful... <laughs> Fox movie probably had something to do with it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Wink, that wink, sentence, nudge, I didn't know where that sentence was <laughs> ending. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> it was a weird choice. I'm not totally against it. It just... I, just I like... Well, Batman has, like, a really deep well of villains to pull, pull he, from, so I'm really happy that, like, someone that isn't Two-Face or the Joker is actually 
Is that the same the ones that we've seen before? And yeah. And again and again. Yeah. I suppose, but... I mean, mind you, I would really like Two-Face in this universe. I think he'd be bombed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, bombing. Can't be worse than uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. It so won't be the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened in <laughs> Batman. <laughs> it's true. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Next up, uh, Duncan Jones, uh, the director of uh, Moon and Warcraft. Uh, he did an interview about Warcraft. People are are trying to reclaim Warcraft as a, a misunderstood great film, which I do oh. not agree with and will not stand for. Uh, okay. <laughs> but he did an interview where he said, um, <clears throat> he uh, well, I mean, basically the issue is that the the movie like, bombed badly in North America, made forty seven million dollars total, which is like would have been a disappointing opening weekend for most movies at that scale. Never mind an entire gross. Um, however, it thanks to China and Russia and most of Europe ended up making over four hundred million dollars overall. So, still very much sadly a success. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do they see that we don't? Uh, um, I think I think it's mostly countries that are still very into Warcraft. Oh, um, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, the thing is, we are you a Warcraft fan at all? Not particularly. I think that's the thing because I like I've spoken to friends who are like massive Warcraft fans and they're like, Oh, it's fantastic and some of them are just like, eh, it's okay. But I think it's more think like it's the like yeah, but suicide I've, squad factor. Well, yeah, exactly. I've spoken to friends that are massive DC fans yeah. that have a lot of good things well, to say about movies that I don't particularly like either. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that it might be the suicide squad factor. Yeah. Like the that. suicide squad was a pile suicide of suicide squad effect, I guess. Yeah. I almost cursed, but no, it's a pile of garbage. Yeah, it was rough. It was hard. It was rough. But anyway, Duncan Jones <laughs> was doing an interview, and he said that um, it's a movie that he's equally proud of and completely furious at. Um, basically, he claims that he was it was a combination of having so much world building to do that he didn't have time to do any of the things he wanted to do with the World Warcraft universe and also dealing with, um, he said, with like a death of a thousand cuts situation dealing with the studio. That, and But it was particularly frustrating because... It's impossible for however director's cut because the effects were so complicated that everything had to be si- decided so far in advance that he was basically having like editorial arguments like before they were wow. even shooting Yikes. stuff. So he didn't even get to shoot half the stuff that he wanted cool. and da da da. Since it was like so successful worldwide and it's probably going to get a sequel, mm-hmm. you think maybe he'll have a little more reign to do what he wants? I would now hope so. And he's in worldly. he's into that I- idea of doing it. But I mean, like it was successful, but not like in a way that I think necessarily guarantees a sequel. I think there's very much a wait and see. Uh, you know, it's kind of like um, Pacific Rim. Uh, uh, less, uh, yeah. Like wait, so wait, Pacific Rim did better in the in other countries, I guess? Or? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes me a bit more content that hopefully we'll see a second one. Yeah. Oh, no, they're going to make a second Pacific okay. Rim for sure. Um, but it took a while uh, because it was a hit but not like gigantic so i think warcraft would be a similar be in a similar boat so anyway we'll see what happens there um i hope they don't but hey (laughs) what are you gonna do (laughs) um next up uh this is a weird one um so john favreau is going to direct the pilot for and executive produce uh seth mcfarland's new show wait what yeah they're going to start shooting in january doesn't have a title yet but apparently it's about uh, it's all set on a spaceship 300 years in the future so i think like a star trek as a comedy situation Um, those go well yeah uh baseballs yeah no i mean as a tv show oh those concepts when do they usually work galaxy quest Movie, not a show. I know, but these are actually like talented people involved with it. 
Seth MacFarlane. Uh, he's a funny dude. Oh, don't act like he's not funny. <laughs> no. Get out. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, that's it. Funny. Let's go on to the next piece of news. <laughs> no. Shut, a Million Ways shut, to Die in the West was your mouth. dog. Oh, he had one bad movie. And Ted was just really mediocre. Oh, Ted and Ted, Ted too were both really funny. funny. Any million dies away, million ways to die in the West. I, had some I funny hated stuff. it. I had some funny stuff. Um, it wasn't great. I won't pretend it was great. Let's not pretend stuff. that it's some comedy classic. No, no, no. no. But he's been he's, he's like, been doing stuff for like fifteen years, like mm-hmm. on like a mainstream scale for like fifteen years. Obviously, there's going to be some stuff that's not as good as. His best stuff. When and he's his, on, he's on. Though. Except his best stuff was in like 2005. I don't know. I still I think Family Guy is pretty funny. Yeah, Family Guy is still pretty funny. I mean, it's a joke factory. It's like Saturday Night Live. It goes ups and downs. It's very formulaic at this point, but I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I always think my thing with Seth MacFarlane is that like I don't he's I don't think he's like an, a genius like the South Park guys or something like that. But as, he, as he's funny, like the, those shows are always joke joke, very funny. I think he's definitely a talented guy. They're just not like about anything. No, it's it's like shut your brain off humor. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. No, Beavis and Butthead's actually pretty smart. <laughs> it's, <Okay>. it's smart <laughs> for it's sure in its stupidity. That's it, the thing. Beavis and Butthead is very like Beavis and Butthead's the. Uh, I mean, for number one, that's Mike Judge, who is genuinely a genius. Yeah, no, I know. And that. in Beavis and Butthead, it's one of those things where like when you watch it as a kid, you're like, yeah, fire is funny. I agree with Beavis. <laughs> and then when you're older, it's actually like such an incredibly like dead-on satire of, of teenagers and small middle american life like all the supporting really? characters are so well drawn and and well put together that yeah it, it holds up really well i recommend everyone we watch I, beavis and butthead as an adult i like the movie especially br- i liked it when they brought it back yeah it was great it was fun it's always been great even the original is great no mm. beavis and butthead fantastic anyway next up yes. talking about him i want to watch king of the hill again yeah, King of the Hill is really good, King too. King of the Hill is really good. Side funny. note, I just started uh, Silicon Valley just the other oh, day. Oh, so good. Not ba- it's not bad so far. I only watched the first episode, but I enjoy it. It gets better and better. Anyway. So good. All More right, news. next up. Uh, this is from last week, but we didn't talk about it then, so we're talking about it now. Uh, Doug Lyman uh, quit Gambit uh, to direct the Justice League Dark. Doug Lyman made Swingers and... Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, which is great. They um, need to kill the Gambit movie. They just need to stop. I don't think it's going to happen. Thank um, you. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know, though. They have Channing Tatum signed up. So yeah. I that's that's why one of the reasons to the why I don't want it to come out. <laughs> Get over your no. blind hatred. No. It's, it's, be- it's because it Channing Tatum makes him feel weird below the belt, and he doesn't know how to deal with that. So he just decides he hates, doesn't like, no. him. I don't like him. I don't like the way he no. makes me I've feel. I've tried him. i tried to get him. To- <laughs> so no one can see it, but Phil was also, while he was saying that, like yeah. whipping his head back and forth and like an like over-exaggerated no. But um, I've been trying to get you to watch 21 and 22 Jump Street so you can at least like put aside your hatred. They're really funny. I Listen, when I only had seen G.I. Joe and things, like that i too was against channing tatum but then when i saw movies where he actually had like roles to play in yeah. when he actually is good. Yeah. Like, like the steven soderbergh movies like uh what's it called uh, da, 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 magic da, da. mike yes yes yeah yeah and comedies yeah yeah where he made fun of himself Gambit's not going to be a comedy and two like let's be honest here He's gambit be doing isn't, one-liners for sure gambit isn't like a, a very deep character at all no no and there's, there's just no need to make a movie about him. There are so many <laughs> other characters in the X-Men universe that can have standalone movies like and be fantastic. Nightcrawler? More no. than Gambit? I'd, I'd say so. Mm. 
I'd say it's about the same. I'd rather yeah. the Magneto movie. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah, they kind of already did that. Even though the, yeah, they X-Men did first class. Yeah, first class ended up pretty much being yeah. X Men Origins Magneto pretty and well Professor covered. X at the same exactly, time. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much covered it. Nah, I'm fine with it. I mean, like, I understand what you're saying. It's not a particularly deep character, but I feel like that's almost advantageous. Like, they can actually like create something new, and no one will complain because you can't be like, "You didn't stay true to Gambit." Yeah. Because there's not anything. As long as he throws the cards and has an accent, I'm gonna watch he's covered. It. I just I'm not gonna like it. Well, anyway, Doug Lyman quit, it. and he's doing Justice League Dark instead, which I have. <laughs> so is that a step up or a step yeah, down? I have mixed feelings about because I want there to be Justice League Dark, but I am very disappointed that it's him and not. Guillermo del Toro, who seems like... Really? Of, was it going to be He hit? developed it. Oh He's the only God. reason that they want to make it. And it, it may even still be his script. I'm assuming it's at least parts of his script still. I would like to see what he could do. I think it's a shame with, that he's uh, not doing it. Here's the thing. Like, I want to be super excited for Justice League Dark because it's a cool concept with like yeah. Constantine and all them. Yeah. But at the same time, DC is 0 for 3. I know. Well, like, I like Man of Steel to an extent, mm. but... It, overall with the audience are 0 and 3 I know and so at this point three strikes you're out so I know. like I am cautious for everything going forward like even Wonder Woman I'm still mostly optimistic for Wonder Woman but that hesitation Me for too, everything been, else going forward is strong as I know hell. like I'm I also am optimistic for Wonder Woman but I also recognize I'm only optimistic for Wonder Woman because of a trailer um, which I've already fallen for like three times now. Exactly. With these DC movies. So <laughs> that I, refuse, happened to I refuse to believe the trailer's the perfect. That happened to me with Suicide so Squad. Mm-hmm. I remember being so stoked when the, when I saw the like Batman vs Superman trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Tell me, do you bleed? Mm-hmm. You will." And I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome." Then, yeah, then it came out. That's <laughs> the problem. Thing is, is I kind of was already cautious there because Zack Snyder cuts great trailers but mm. awful actual movies i know um my only hope is that uh doug lyman is like a filmmaker who pretty well thrives on chaos like yeah. all his movies are basically are rewritten and like re- are, are put together basically on the fly edge as of tomorrow <laughs> exactly and it's pretty much like his choice it's almost like how he likes to make movies so perhaps he actually will be one filmmaker who can function in the warner brothers uh dc environment because he's used to starting unfinished projects and making it up as it goes along, which seems to be how they do things. Um, so we'll see. Um, more than anything else, I just, the idea of, of seeing a proper Swamp Thing is enough to get me in the theater, even though it should be just Guillermo del Toro doing yeah. Swamp Thing movie. But sigh. Anyway, that happened. Um, oh yeah, here is a weird one. Apparently, uh, Dan Harmon has been brought on to do uh, uh, punch-ups on Doctor Strange. He's writing... Uh, like extra humor to add to the Doctor Strange movie. Listen, if if <laughs> for that reason, if you can crowbar in like Justin Roiland in some shape or form mm-hmm. and just either do like the Rick or Morty voice, <laughs> I'd be totally cool with that. It's so strange. It's such an odd Wait, choice. That, that is. Mm-hmm. Like of all people, like I get it, but at the same time, I don't for like Dan Harmon of all movies. Mm-hmm. Why Doctor Strange? I guess just because they need humor. So he's like so far off. That's true. He uh, does really, really weird humor. I just yeah. finished Community Season 6, like, mm-hmm. just yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And that goes in some d- just bizarre directions, yeah, especially yeah, in, like, yeah. the end, like, the end cut. Totally. Whatever. So, I so perhaps that'll be part of it, that he'll be able to have, he'll be able to just bring in, since it's specifically for rewrites and reshoots, he'll be good at just the sides and things, but I was surprised, really surprised, but we'll see how that turns out. And, um... 
Oh, uh, and Karen Gillan has joined uh, The Rock and Jumanji 2, which is still happening. That's still they're sticking with Jumanji. that. Jumanji. <laughs> Which I think, which I, I think they should call Tumanji. <laughs> Is it supposed to be a sequel? Um, I it's unclear. Yeah, I don't know. It's unclear sequel, remake, what have you. It has the rock in it, so it's gonna make like two hundred million dollars yeah, already. Definitely. Um, and I am like actually in love with Karen Gillan, so now I have to see it. Yep. But. And um, this is a weird one. Uh, Sam Mendes. Is apparently going to make a live-action James and the Giant Peach movie. Oh, Why? That'll be yeah. awesome. The, the 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 like the original was good enough as it is, and it was pretty, and it was like had a lot of stuff live-action. Yeah, already. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make sense. It's yeah, but weird. James and the Giant Peach. I know James and the Giant Peach is wonderful. So instead of like stop motion, it's pretty much going to be all terrible yeah, CG. Kid in a green oh. screen. Yeah. Th- yeah, the thing is, like, part of James and the Giant Peach's charm is the art direction they took with it. Exactly. Yeah. That's not yeah. going to happen with super slick CG. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go watch that now. It's great. And it holds <laughs> up really well. I'm just like end the podcast now. Let's go watch James and the Giant Peach. New. No. no, not yet. No. no. Maybe right. we'll do it after. Okay. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, Stranger Things has been picked up for season Woo. two. Haven't Hooray. even started it. Yeah, which eh, that's one. Yeah, that's one of those things where I'm gonna <laughs> wait until it dies down because like I it's haven't. at such a fever pitch. Mm. And I've I've been noted I was saying this on this podcast. I'm not a fan of the '80s aesthetic. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it looks like. So yeah, I I'm not gonna touch it until at least like maybe sometime after Halloween. It's fine. I watched the first couple episodes. I haven't finished it. I will. Um, I just haven't been super anxious. It's fine. It's the definition yeah. of fine. Everyone is talking so highly of it. I was gonna start watching it, uh, but I was in the middle of watching Scream season right. two. And I was like, okay, don't roll your eyes at I me. I didn't roll. You did. Oh I my pointed up God. and then back to. Like um, <laughs> sorry, I was watching Scream Season 2. And mm. then I just haven't been around since I finished watching it. So I haven't really had a chance to uh, watch right. Stranger Things. But that's you're the first person I've talked to that was like, yeah, it was okay. Everyone says it's, it's great fine. you need to watch it. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone says everything's great and you need to watch it when it's new. And they don't care in three months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happens a lot. With, that happens so many times with Netflix shows yeah. specifically. Yeah. You yeah. know what's great? You need to watch Scream season two. No. Yeah, I'm never gonna watch no. this. No, show what you now. should do is Good. Narcos. Season two oh is tomorrow. God. That's true. And it's gonna be great. Anyway, the death of Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a quick break for our sponsor at Comic Bento. And we'll be back. Jack, do you have a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Well, fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps, and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes, five bucks. Dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey, guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa. Whoa. Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. Hey everyone! Hey. So I've got some. News. What a great ad! Yeah, I know we make that joke every week. I got some news about that ad, though. Yeah, what's We're that? in preliminary talks of making a new one. A sequel. Oh, the aftermath of what happened last time. <laughs> it's gonna start with Shaq like dead on the ground <laughs> because he got his comic bento subscription. And he just like got overwhelmed with joy and his heart exploded. <laughs> his eyes popped out of his face. <laughs> then I just have to carry on living my life. Like, we are <laughs> trying to figure out what to do without my best friend Shaq. <laughs> eulogy is by like the comic bento PR guy. Yeah, and it's but like just so you know, you can experience the same sh- savings Shaq got 
<laughs> Use the <laughs> promo code CGMAG in all caps at comicbento.com. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, dude, thanks to Comicbento for like sponsoring yeah. us and stuff. Yeah, no, they're yes. great. Anyway, Philip. Yes. What have you been watching? Um, well, this is a weird week in that uh, the movie that's coming out this week that I will have a review up for on the uh, wonderful website that we have uh, did not screen in time uh, for critics, most probably because most likely garbage. So what film was that? Is Morgan. Which, ah. well, maybe it'll be good. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. But Isn't that really Scott's kid or probably something? Probably not. Uh, like directed by Scott Scott's was involved. Kid? I think it might be his kid. I don't know. I'll have to check. I, I think that's what I read. Okay. Um, well, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. so, however, we didn't do the podcast last week, so I'm going to talk about uh, the movie I saw last week. And since I won't be coming in next week, I'll talk about the movie I saw next week. So it's going to be a past <laughs> and future edition <laughs> instead of a current edition. <laughs> Time warp. Yeah, definitely. So last week's movie was Don't Breathe, which Shaq, you saw as I well. Saw, I saw before you, you surprisingly. You beat me to that one. Yeah. yeah. Man. Which I enjoyed, yeah. It was dude, a good that time. was relentless, dude. It really was. It really was. Yeah. It. Um, so yeah, for anyone just that doesn't that hasn't heard of it or doesn't know what it's about, living it, under a rock for the past yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. It is a basically it's a flip on the old uh, thriller uh, Wait Until Dark, which was about a blind woman pursued by uh, three home invaders. This time, it's a group of lovable three lovable home invaders who <laughs> are attacked by a psychotic blind man. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much it. It takes about 10 minutes to set everyone up. And then from then on, it's just one set piece after another. Uh, it was by Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake, which really I was good. quite fond of. Yes. Um, and he's very good at set pieces. And the way this is put together, like, looks and feels fantastic. It definitely made the audience I saw it with go crazy, I'm sure. Oh, Jack, mine was the same thing. bonkers, dude. Yeah. Which, so it's great for that. It's a great audience reaction movie. It's also really dumb. Um, there are a lot of plot holes and silly things. I mean, just by virtue of the fact that, A, uh, it's it says a blind the blind man, man poses, yeah, poses a major threat. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it, and then there's even weirder. Like there are, and they made a whole comic series based on that. It's I true. Know. And and but what's he was that, superhuman. And what's that samurai's yeah, name? Which Sent- one? Sentachi. Oh, Zetoichi. Zetoichi. Yeah. yeah, he does okay. Yeah, for a blind guy. <laughs> for a blind swordsman, yeah, he does pretty well. Um, but um, but yeah, more than that, there's even uh, yeah, there's. There's stuff that just really confused the hell out of me. I it, it's spoiler territory, so Shaq, yeah. I'll tell you about them after. But, okay. But um, so it is really silly, but it does work really well. And even though it's not gory, it has some really shocking stuff. One sequence oh, in particular, dude, the third the, act, it yeah, goes yeah. bonkers. The real, yeah, really like shut the whole theater down <laughs> for sure. When even I saw it, the moment that we're both talking yeah. about. I fell out of my seat. I'll like bet. I actually lost it. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. It's really gross. Um, in a great way, though. In yeah, a fun the, way. That's the thing. It was, it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, but I'm going to take Cody to it next week so <laughs> oh, we yeah, can good. see it. Good, Pretty good. excited. Speaking of which, Cody, have you watched Man Bites Dog yet? No. I. You know what? Okay, mm-hmm. so I uh, rearranged my entire room, yeah. and I lost a bunch of things when I rearranged right. it, and I just found it again. Right so. Have I'm going to watch Man it soon. Stock, I've seen parts of it, the okay. more shocking parts. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, was, I haven't seen the fun stuff. That's you, interesting. Do you want to yeah. watch it sometime? Oh, boy. You guys should. It's good. Probably. It's a good time. Oh, I don't want to eat. I don't know. You'll be fine. Just <laughs> eat it in the first act. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. it'll be fine. But um, you get like an hour to eat, and then it gets bad. Anyway, um, but anyway, yeah, so it has some really shocking stuff in it. And uh, yeah, I thought it was super fun. Like Again, really dumb. You shouldn't. You should actually actively try not to think about it. Don't. But it is a great one to see in a theater, not because both a it's well made and b it's designed for jump scares and reaction and, and really makes audiences. Exactly. Squirm. I heard the, it's a good um, time. 
the the big issue with it was um, the the blind guy kind of just like shows up. Yeah, he's like it, Jason. Uh, yeah, when like. But the, the thing is, it makes sense to. in the context of this movie because it's his house. Yeah, he's yeah. been living there forever, so he already knows all the nooks and crannies and yeah. everything. Like, didn't the first act? Like, the first act is pretty much just like setting you up for the layout of the Not house, e- right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there's a really cool shot at the beginning of the movie when they break in and it like pans all around the house. And the cool thing is that it like does close ups on certain objects, saying like, "Remember that yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. take it like it's gonna take effect later in the movie." Cool. Definitely, yeah. Your vids very carefully set up, so you know where everything is and how it all. No, it's yeah. like suspense. It's like pure suspense that piece, but I'm yeah. it's really well. The whole thing is pretty much tension, like based on just tension. Yeah, and um, I love the fact that sound is a like an unofficial character. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The, the way the sound design is is like the slightest footstep, you feel so like tense up, tense up because you're like. Is he gonna hear it? Yeah. Is he gonna hear that? And um, but just oh, it's so fantastically well done. It's fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, the third act is a point of contention with a lot of people because for some people it kind of goes off the rails, but for yeah. me, I'd I'd freaking blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, if it went in a different direction that it would have, yeah, like then what was actually happening, then I would have probably been turned off like the others, but it yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, otherwise, this is probably one of my favorite movies. At least like maybe top right now i'd say in terms of just like the movies i've seen i haven't seen that much oh you mean out in theaters but not out like the- ever no not okay, ever i okay. mean like <laughs> for year. a second it's gonna be like no no, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear here yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. this is no mad max fury road no here, no but um it's a good no, time. I, I loved it it is i i do feel the need to say as well it is also like a nitpicker movie nightmare it's yeah. filled with like the cinema sense people are gonna have a field day like for example during that scene that we were both discussing yes um so he uses a pair of scissors at one point on a, pe- on, a on some clothing yes uh did you notice that there are no holes in that clothing for the rest of the movie no i yeah. actually didn't yeah and they're close up so that specific area many a time yeah. um now granted it could be a ratings thing but at the same time it's just, you know, if you're going to make a plot point that some clothing gets cut, maybe have it cut afterwards. Oh, actually, never mind. I know what you're talking about yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. No, and I'm there's lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Lots of stuff like that. But turn your brain off. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of turn your brain off, I also saw Sully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which comes the out dumb ne- action yeah. flick. Which, which comes out next week. Yeah, it's a Clint Eastwood, of course, by... Um, about the that pilot, uh, Sully. I don't even know his full name. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name either. So it's not Sully, maybe is he directing it? Yeah, he yes. directed okay, it. Okay, so yes. on a scale from one to Donald Trump, how racist is it? <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's actually not racist. No, at all, surprisingly. Huh? Yeah. yeah. He's not, he first. doesn't have Obama out as representing a chair or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to get this guy. Yeah, there we go. Trusty Sullenberger. So it was the pilot who. Um, uh, when was it? I want to say it was like 2009, I believe. It was yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Um, he yeah, it was a pilot who like shortly after taking off out of New York, uh, the both the engines got hit by birds. Both engines shut down. He didn't have enough gas or power to get back to the airport, so he landed uh, the plane in the Hudson River. Um, and but everyone survived. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's a movie about that, but with Tom Hanks as Sully and by Clint Eastwood. Um, Tom Hanks is, 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 is fine. He's, uh, you know, he's, he, he's playing a guy that's very sincere and means well, and Tom Hanks can do that very well. Um, uh, they, it was like shot in IMAX. I saw it in IMAX. I don't know why they did that. Like there were a couple, there were like obviously a couple like airplane 
uh, disaster sequences, mm-hmm. but not like I, there was never a moment. It's like, oh, thank God this was an IMAX. That made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, funny <laughs> thing is the first time I saw that trailer for Sully, I yeah. was like, this is the white real life version of Flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that with oh, Denzel? Flight was so much better than this, <laughs> I assure I just, you. I just assumed it was going to be like a like a poor man's Apollo 13. No, no, not even. No, it's mostly like from what I got from like just watching the trailers. It's like it's the like after the plane situation. It's everything after. Yeah, it's like the lawsuits. Well, it's like out of order. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's out of order. I'll I'll, I'll get to that. But I just wanted because you mentioned flight. Flight was actually in my mind simply because. Um, I kind of like Flight until it gets all Christian at the end, yeah. and I don't care for it. But <laughs> up until then, I think it's actually really well done, and particularly the way Zemeckis did that plane crash in it. It was amazing. Like, one of the best plane crashes I've ever seen. This one cannot even come close, even though it was an IMAX and da-da-da. So that's a bummer. But, yeah, no, the story is kind of told out of order, where it sort of starts with uh, Sully having done that. He's going on the media circuit, but at the same time, the um, – the airlines are investigating him to make sure that he actually did like that he actually was required to do that that he that there wasn't an opportunity for him going back there basically they lost a multi-million dollar aircraft exactly so they're trying to pin it on him and say that he didn't act properly and uh, so it sort of it goes with him sort of going through going on different talk shows and then going through uh, being questioned by the airlines and going through a court case um, and then sort of you slowly over the course of that see the whole event of the day um, and it was when I saw that structure and realized that was the story they realized why Clint Eastwood made it because it's basically an old guy telling the young folks they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> their computers that he could eyeball it and he's been there and he gets it so that's why Clint Eastwood did it um, Clint Eastwood um, like I loved him as an actor back in the Dirty Harry uh, Spaghetti Western days and he made some good movies as a director. It's been a while since he made good movies as a director, even though he keeps being allowed to make movies. I can't think and of the just last good movie cr- he made. Who? Jersey Boys. Who, who Clint is? Oh. No. Yeah, it yeah. was garbage. Well, well I want to say the Ameri- last one was American like what? American Sniper. No. Yeah. I'm trying good. to think of a good one he's made. Though. Letters from Iwo Jima. Like. The last good one. Yeah, that was okay. The last good one was either, yeah, either Letters from Iwo Jima or like, I guess Mystic River was okay. Even I didn't love even that much. That was like what? Mystic River was like what? 2002? Like 2004. <laughs> 2004. Yeah, <laughs> some early 2000s. It's been a while um but they keep letting him do them almost every year and i would have stopped after like gran torino <coughs> he's just really yeah that would have been gran a, torino, that's the last it would have been a perfect note to go out on I, I like i like gran torino despite it being super gran super torino it is, makes, yeah. like i i liked it but like i actually just recently watched it again yeah, it was yeah. like on tv it was on tv for yeah, some reason yeah. And I, I don't know. I just felt really uncomfortable watching. Yeah, it. Like, I'm not 14 like, anymore. Yeah. Like I'm aware that yeah. like this is not okay. Oh yeah, it's not a great movie, but it I is like really had, amusing to watch. I yeah. feel like he invented new racial slurs when he made that yeah. movie. Oh man, there are some things that were said that I was like, I didn't I was, even know that was a mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Um, but the thing is, they're just getting increasingly lazy. Like he just seems disinterested, and particularly with something like this, where it is a big movie and it should like have big feelings to it, just shot in all the standard ways, and nothing ever feels particularly exciting. And it and it actually like it it I wouldn't even describe it as ending. It just kind of gives up at a certain point. Like at a certain point, someone says a line. And then it just fades to black and the credits start. And I was literally like, really? That's it? That's the end of the movie? I thought for sure there was a little bit more to go. But no. It just, Clint, Clint got tired. And so the movie, and so the <laughs> credits played. So. That big snap. Yeah. It's, so it's a shame. It's not horrible. Like I said, Tom Hanks is good. And, you know, there are some, there's some decent, if not particularly spectacular, plane crash and 
survival sequences, but in the end of the day, Clint just shouldn't be doing this stuff anymore. It might have been a little more bearable if Clint had played Sully, so he'd been him, just him growling and being angry at everyone all the time instead of Tom Hanks being a nice guy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that that I actually probably would have enjoyed it a little more, but alas, he didn't. Tom Hanks did, and so it was just kind of meh. So it's not going to be as good as like Space Cowboys. No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. He did direct some great stuff, though. I mean, Unforgiven's a masterpiece. Mm. It's just no also, yeah, I, look, I looked it up. Mystic River 2003. It was. There yeah. you go. So, yeah, there hasn't been anything. So, In, I guess letters probably from a decade. Me, letters from you me know what? I bet it's just the, the name. Like, yeah. people just want to. Yeah, and I think people, and I think also if you're a Hollywood executive and Clint Eastwood comes into your office, it's scary to say no. Yeah, exactly. I think it goes a long way on that. Because the movies seem very dry now. They are. Like, everything's gray. Yeah, well, he's an old guy. He just doesn't care anymore. (laughs) I think it's as simple as that. Back in my day. Yeah. Why did it make Clint Eastwood sound like Richard Nixon? I don't know. That was an interesting <laughs> yeah, Some kind of like Richard Nixon cross Vince McMahon. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, they all are like, what, around the same age. So I'm assuming yeah, that's how they 70s, all talk yeah. at the mm-hmm. same time. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he directed three great movies in total. And they were all Westerns. And they all, like, two of them were in the 70s. And that's one was in 1990s. And the only reason that it wasn't in the 70s was that he waited till he was old enough to play the part. Yeah, <laughs> there hasn't been a, a good western in a really long time. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah have. no, totally. They, yeah. I mean, Django and Hateful Eight. No, Hateful Eight's great. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and never mind. Django um, and True Grit. I don't know why. Free Yuma. Free Train to Yuma was okay. decent. So I'm just dumb. I've yeah. Well, there's just only <laughs> like one. There's just that they only make like one a year. Yeah. But yeah. they're normally pretty good. Because they're very. It's a very niche market for westerns now. So. Yeah. Oh, they can do well. I mean, Django made a fortune. Yeah. Be, that's that I attribute more to Tarantino's name. Absolutely, yeah, Tarantino. but it still counts as a western. Yeah, and True Grit's a Coen Brothers movie, but it still counts as a one. Still, yeah. Western. Um, also, Good, the Bad, and the Weird. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> Did you say anything else? Uh, no. No, that's, that's it. it. That's it. All right, so we're just gonna move on to oh, what, what are you playing? What have you been playing? Okay, I, I actually have a small thing. It's okay. not a serious. What are you playing? But it's something oh, I, I want to mention last week. It's but, this um, game. Yes, yeah, this stupid, stupid game. But uh, <laughs> hey, Phil, you remember how that Ben Hur remake came out yeah, last week? Horrible. <laughs> oh, did you see it? Yeah, I can talk about that. If okay, you want. no, no. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, <laughs> no thanks. But um, yeah. Uh, one day I was just browsing like my Xbox One store. Yeah. And there was a free to play game for Ben Hur the remake. And. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Just chariot races? It's just it's three chariot races yeah. all on the same track, just di- uh, different difficulty, and you just yeah run around and it's really poorly done. It looks like an early era 360 game. Oh god, yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> it's a fr- it's thankfully it's free and it's like one of the easiest games I've ever gotten achievements yeah. on in my life. But the thing Ugh. is, it's so inconsistent with everything. So like you could like run into uh, other chariots to try and like damage them, and like that's one of the achievements. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, it's so inconsistent with the damage that you do where you could either be taken out in like five seconds or it'll take you like 10 minutes just to take out one horse. <laughs> and it's really frustrating and stupid, but it's not, it's worth a laugh for like 20 minutes to go like, ha, ah, this game sucks. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. The movie was not good. It's adver gaming, basically. Yeah. So, ah, well. Ben Hur. <laughs> for, yeah, for a garbage movie. I don't know what they were thinking. Who want like, kids or I can't wait to see the new Ben Hur. <laughs> Swords and Sandal movies don't do good no, at all. They anyway. never have. I don't know why the they keep making them. The last one was like them. 300. 
Yeah. 300 is the exception. Yeah, yeah and Gladiator. That's even true. that was like 15 years ago now. Yeah, they don't make yeah. money at all. So, That's like, it. hey, yeah, kids are clamoring for that Ben Hur. What you say? Get it. Also, apparently, I heard one of the reasons it bombed so spectacularly yeah. is because when they were adver- advertising it, was primarily towards church groups. I'm sure. Because, yeah, story of Jesus and stuff, but like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, but that's a big market, though. There are like, like Sony has an entire projection, but game not that just big. Christian movies. Yeah, no, not for that like big. a multi, like a hundred million dollar movie. No. Yeah, I know it's weird. They keep trying though, because they had that Exodus movie that yeah. they were trying to get turned into a Christian Noah. blockbuster. Noah. No, actually, wasn't bad. Trying to yeah. get on that passion. Uh, yeah, yeah, passion yeah, money. Passion yeah. money. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, oh, the that's o- probably the, the only times they're super. They're to <laughs> the only times they're super profitable if there's just straight up propaganda pieces like God's not dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know, and they keep cranking those out. It's weird. Yeah, Sony, like, they had one this year with Jennifer Garner that was, like, she had a sick daughter. I saw that. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, and the thing is, and I... and Kristen Dunst was just in one, too, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, and, and yeah, Melissa Joan Hart was in God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, the Sony ones are rough because, like, they... Uh, I can't remember what the one was called, what Jennifer Garner was called, but there was another one with oh, Greg Kinnear. I know what you're talking ago. about. Yeah. The yeah, Miracle... Isn't it, like, from Miracles from Heaven or something? Something like that. They and then Greg Kinnear... Cost, like, such little... Greg Kinnear was in another one a uh, few years ago. And what's super awkward about them is that they... In both cases, yeah, adver- the adver- they came out at the start of the summer and within the movie advertised future Sony summer movies. Mm-hmm. Like in the Greg Kinnear one was the year Amazing Spider-Man came out and the kid uh-huh. had Spider-Man stuff everywhere all <laughs> over his room. And in this one, Jennifer Garner, at one point, the pastor and the two kids sit down and play Angry Birds on their phone for like <laughs> Yeah, I just minutes. found it. The Jennifer Garner one is Miracles from Heaven. That's the it. The other one I'm talking about was Heaven is for Real. Heaven is for Which Real. Yeah, yeah, that was the one with Greg Kinnear. Funny yeah. story about that was I was just browsing the internet and someone said, Hey, Heaven is Real has a meme generator. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this and just make the most foul memes. So I just put um, rap lyrics, some of the yeah, most vulgar yeah, yeah. rap lyrics I could think of, and just put it on. And it was hilarious. It would be funny. Because that movie should not have a oh, meme generator. so embarrassing, that movie. But uh, <laughs> anyway, back to Cody. Were you playing anything? Yeah, I was going to talk about uh, when to X16. Oh, what? When we went to X16. Oh, yes. That, um, yeah, we should talk yeah, about how it. was that? It was so fun. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Okay. Microsoft had some really bad public, like, interest for a while. Like, they, they just didn't oh, know how to deal with the, the press, p- yeah. the fans. Everything they did was really, like, backwards. Hmm. Um, since then, they have worked really hard to uh, get the Xbox image back to where it was. And while I still don't necessarily think um, that I need an Xbox One because I'm building a PC and I can play all those games on my PC now. We'll talk um, about that. Yeah, like that's, 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 if you want an Xbox One, there are reasons to get an Xbox One. Personally, I don't think I need one because I'm building a PC that's going to be able to play those games. Uh, but that's not to say that there isn't a space for an Xbox One. Anyway, um, their games, like, there's always something on the Xbox One. Um, so I got to play, uh, I guess we'll start with, I played a bit of Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, mm-hmm. uh, which was Dragon Ball Xenoverse. It's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the same Dragon thing. Ball, Dragon Ball, yeah, it's a Dragon Ball fighting game. Yeah. You know what to expect. Exactly. Um, and then I played, uh, I played Halo Wars 2, two which after going to the, uh, Calypso Media event. Yeah. Which uh, they're a company that specifically makes RTSs. Um, 
going from Sunstrike 4 to Halo Wars 2, it felt like a big old step backwards. Well, yeah. Thing um, is, uh, everyone declares Halo Wars 1 as being like baby's first RTS. Yeah, so it was weird to me to go from like one that was really advanced where like depending on where you hit a tank, your mis- missile can like bounce back at you uh, to going to Halo Wars, which is literally the most basic thing you can get. Um, it was it was strange. The game was fine. Um, the thing is, though, when they were presenting it, they were saying that like when they do their um, their like polls for like sequels that fans want, Halo yeah. Wars is always really high up there. And Why? I don't know. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. He didn't say what the polls were, so I don't know if those were three four three polls, meaning they only have Halo games to pick from, which it's it's literally another main entry in Halo series. Yeah. Halo ODST 2 or Halo Wars or uh, if it's an Xbox one. Now, if it's the Xbox one, then I'm going to have to have a talk with all you Xbox fans because we need to to sit down. (laughs) We haven't had a Fable game in a long time. We haven't had... Crackdown's not out yet. It hasn't been good in a while. Yeah, Fable 3 was really... Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that there shouldn't be another main installment in the Fable series. Well, I mean, they can't now because... Lionhead Studios. The thing is, yeah, Lionhead Studios is dead, and plus it wouldn't be the same without Molyneux, because even though he spoke in hyperbole too many times, he still had very much like a clear vision for the thing. Yeah, that doesn't matter. There's still... Like, if Halo Wars is in the top three of uh, games you want on the Xbox platform, like, that's a... We're gonna have to have a talk. Anyway, (laughs) the game was fun. I liked it. Um, I also got to play Gears of War 4, and that, so fun. So, really? so fun. Yeah, well, because it's a new developer. I was really worried. Coalition? Yeah, yeah, so it's not Epic Games working on it, and that scared me. Um, and then I finally got my hands on it, and it's like they didn't miss a beat. Like, Halo now? Uh, I don't want I feel like I'm crapping on Halo. Halo all no, I will but, crap on Halo, because Halo, Halo is garbage. Halo, um, as soon as Bungie let go of the reins, um, Halo felt different. <laughs> Don't do that. It hasn't gone downhill. It just feels different. Whatever. Okay. I'm not going to make these statements. Anyway, uh, whereas this game felt like it picked up right where Epic left off. So I talked to some of the guys there, and apparently a lot of the Epic Studios um, talent stayed. Okay. So they actually have some of the senior talent from that worked on Gears of War still there, keeping that vision alive. So you, for me, I didn't even realize... Uh, while I was playing, that it was a different studio. It felt just like Gears, mm-hmm. and that made me very happy. And then I also played Outlast, and Outlast is a spooky-ass game. I saw you play it, yeah, it and was I was like, scary. no, never again. It was that one that everyone's seen since, um, oh, what was it? Uh, I guess it was like PAX last year when they showed oh. it off, where you're in the cornfield, and oh my god, I... Oh, it made me feel Dude, so uncomfortable. For me, it wasn't even the cornfields when you were in the school, or like oh, when yeah. was school, and I don't, then... Well, I won't was, say we won't say what happens. Yeah, but like, no. The whole thing was yeah. no. Everyone's seen it by now. The whole yeah. thing was a big mind effort because you start off in like this creepy town and then like you move into like this abandoned school and then you're in a cornfield and it's like there's just no winning. But it was it was it was spooky. I, I enjoyed it. That's all I've really been playing though because I've been I haven't really been playing much outside of like work and I haven't been reviewing anything lately. So. Mm, gotcha. But, um, did you play uh, anything else? No, that's it. Okay, well... That was I, my time at X16. Okay, but I also had a really good time. Um, yeah, I got you got to play, to play Forza. Uh, yeah, I got to play Forza Horizon 3, which is it's great. Good. I'm a long-time Forza fan, so that... Like, I'm more a fan of the arcade nature of Horizon, yeah. 
But yeah, no, that that game was. Was fantastic. that the one that they had at E three where it was like it started off with that like churches song? I while think you're playing, so. and then like you go onto the beach, and then like the music changes, and it's like something. And you play a different car with yeah, like, a yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. In that case, then yes, it was that. I was really into that song when I went to E3. <laughs> so like when that came on while I was playing, I was like, "Here we go, game of the show." Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I got to play some of that. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, Dead Rising Four. I had a lot of fun with Dead Rising Four. I know you said that you was well. I didn't get to play Dead Rising Four. I'm just going off of what people were saying for the E3 okay. demo. Maybe they fixed it. I but, think they fixed it because um, it went totally fine for me. But yeah. uh, it was I had a blast, dude. Like uh, you play Frank West again. It's happening around the Christmas season. You get some weird freaking weapons to start off with. Like you get uh, a an axe that also shoots lightning. Nice. And then My you can axe. also wear a mech suit, and you can just like body slam <laughs> zombies or like get like crazy machine guns and flaming swords. Dude, that and is stuff a like guilty that. pleasure series for me. I enjoy that one. And one thing I was talking to one of the developers about was that uh, they got rid of the time limit in the story mode. Finally. So you're not stressed by, like, that 72 hours bullcrap. That's the thing I always hated about those games. Yeah, but they they finally fixed that. Because he even said, we want uh, players to have more time to kind of just, like, explore and just kind of have more fun. Perfect. I may actually play this one. Yeah. Is it coming out for PlayStation? It is, actually, yes. Then I will actually play this one. Because I didn't play the last one because it didn't. Yeah. Screw that. But also, finally, I played... uh, some ReCore, which is okay. And, yeah, uh, the thing with ReCore, like, I went to, when I, I got to see it at E3, um, and I could have, like, talked to Inafune about it and everything, and just the playthrough was, I didn't get my hands on it. Yeah. The play, like, just watching someone play it, I was, it was bored. It's and, not great. And then, like, I I was going to play it on their, in their actual, like, booth area that they had set up at yeah. E3, and then I was just like, <laughs> and then I ran into Leanne. I was like, do you want to do it? And she was like, sure. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm just going to go. Okay. Because <laughs> it was just, um, God, it was boring. Yeah. It was yeah. Just like, it's a very generic shooter. But then again, it's only going to be like a $30 game. Exactly. So you can't expect, um, you know, what you'd expect from a $79.99 game. Well, also, for, and last thing I played was Tekken 7, which kicked, it kicked my ass. Yeah, it was not, great. not good at it. <laughs> I love it, but I can't play with other people. Uh, uh, and plus, there's a new story mode where it incorporates Akuma from Street Fighter. Yeah. And he has this whole thing where he's, like, paying a debt from, like, someone, uh, Hihachi's old ex-wife that he killed. Yeah. And this whole other thing, but it's really cool and looks slick and it's fun, and I enjoyed it. Awesome. Is that it? That's pretty much it. That was my time in What about you, Phil? Anything? Nope. He was not no. at X16. Yeah, well, I don't know if he was playing anything. Okay. No, no, okay. no. I've been a bad video game person lately. <laughs> That's okay. You're busy with Tiff. I am. I have um, excuses. <laughs> anyway, we're, we went a little bit over our time limit, so we're gonna wrap her up here. Okay. Thanks for thanks for listening, everyone. For more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com. Uh, you can check out you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/comicsgamingmagazine. We're on Twitter at CG Mag online. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. I'm on Twitter at, at Shack Excellence. That you that's my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. I'm on Twitter at, at that Phil Brown. At that Phil Brown. Uh, don't forget to follow Melanie, which is Kicks in Chaos, K I X X E N Chaos. Um, Brendan, our editor in chief. B Fry twenty six. And uh there's other things. Subscribe we have, to the actual magazine. Yeah, we have this magazine thing that we're trying to do. 
that's kind of like our thing that we do here. Yes. Um, you can subscribe to that. If you go to cgmagonline.com, you can follow the links and you can uh, get a physical thing. But if you don't want a physical magazine, we also have a, we also have a digital issue or not issue. We have a digital magazine as well. You can read it digitally on your phone, tablet, or whatever. Yep. Um, we are on Pocket Mags, iTunes, Magster, all that fun stuff. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube at CGMag Online, where we have uh, first 15 minutes playthroughs of Deus Ex, uh, Attack, Attack on Titan, Cuphead. Um, also, don't forget to check out Elias. Uh, he did a uh, top five, I think, reasons yes. to uh, play Deus Ex. He seemed to really enjoy it. He gave it a very high score. That review he gave is it a 10, on. I think. Yeah, that review is on CGMag Online. And uh, you can check all of our other stuff on the website, too. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.